Hey, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I've got a couple guests today who are on their way to having their goal for 2020 is a $750,000 year in sales on Amazon. They've got family helping them out in different parts of the country, feeding inventory into their account. They've taught them how to do the system so that they have a, a widespread team, almost a network of shoppers. It's a really cool story. It's not without its challenges. It started off a bit rough, but they jumped into the Proven Amazon course, and then they jumped into our coaching program, and then their business exploded. And it's just a great story. They're going to share all the details. The first 75% or so of the show is them telling their story. The last 25% or so is them telling techniques and strategies and tips. There's strategies mixed out throughout the entire show, actually, today. Lots of good tips in there for you. But it's a really great couple. You're going to love hanging out with them. It's Brian and Robin Olson. They made a great post in our Facebook group not too long ago, kind of talking excitedly about where they were in their business journey, posting some results. So we reached out to them, asked them to be guests. They agreed. And here we have another great episode. This is happening so much. I can hardly keep up with all the great people who are doing great things in our community. So God bless you, Business Building Warrior. We're going to jump over right now and get them on the line. You're going to love hanging out with these guys today. So Brian and Robin, welcome to the show. Hey, Jim. Thanks for having us. Hey, Jim. Long-time listeners, first-time caller. Oh, that's great. Yeah, good one. <laughs> we pull that one out. I don't think we've had that before. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So yeah. we got some uh, talk, talk radio fans in the house today, apparently. <laughs> no, it, it really is a compelling story that you guys have put together as coaching students and seeing your business grow. And uh, man, that awesome post you guys dropped in the Facebook group not long ago. We'll talk about that a little bit, sharing your story. It just motivates and inspires everyone from the person who joined our community yesterday all the way up to me, been doing this 20 years, seeing those stories pop in just is so inspirational. So I want to hear your story. I'm going to turn it over to you guys. Take us wherever you'd like. I might have some questions as we go. Okay. Awesome. That's good. Well, thanks for having us, Jim. We really are honored and uh, we have been inspired uh, by you and your podcast and, and the MST community for oh, coming up on two years now. So I'll take you back a little bit. We kind of uh, I've always been an entrepreneurial spirited guy, you know, uh, I think one of our first dates together was at a MLM conference <laughs> and, uh, and we've, I've tried a number of different things, um, along the way and, uh, including did some day trading for a while. We sold some things on eBay, some luxury goods. We were buying, you know, odd lots of, and, and reselling those kind of, Stumbled into real estate best investing because we had a property that we were we were relocating out of state and the market wasn't great, so we decided to hold it as a rental, and then that blossomed into some stuff that ultimately we got in trouble with. But anyway, it was still fun, and uh, we've also sold electronics uh, electronic products on eBay. And after the real estate sort of, I don't know, I don't know if debacle is too strong, too strong of a word for it, but um, we were a bit scarred because we got caught with the, I don't know, five or six properties in various stages of repair when the market really turned around in 2007. And uh, that was not a fun experience. And, and I have to say, you know, I was kind of tail between legs for uh, at least a decade in terms of my entrepreneur activities. But uh, in the summer of 2018, I had taken a new job. Uh, and even though I knew I didn't want to work that job for another 15 or 20 years until I retired, um, the job also came along with this two to three hour round trip commute every day. So I had a ton of time 
And uh, of course, I fell back on the traveling university and decided it was time to entertain some of those entre- entrepreneurial opportunities again. So I was listening to audiobooks and podcasts and uh, eventually got on the trail of, Am- of leveraging the Amazon platform. And I thought, this is, I think, the direction that I'm going to explore. And uh, I don't remember exactly how it was I came across your podcast, Jim. It was like someone mentioned you and some other podcast and, and the six degrees of separation. But I do remember vividly listening to episode 134 with Carol. And I even remember like the spot of the highway that I was on when I was listening to, to uh, the beginning of, of her show. No way. Which episode was that? Uh, that was the From Homeless to Homeowner, episode 134. 134. Yeah. Wow. You remember the episode number. I, well, I had to go back and look it up. I, uh, <laughs> we, we do share it pretty often when people ask us about it. Uh, we go ahead and share that episode because it inspired us. Yeah. It, it brightened yeah. it first. Yeah. yeah. And her book, From Homeless to Homeowner, it's on Amazon. It's one of the yeah. more compelling stories from our community. Yeah, listeners should go back and check that one out. That's so great. Man, I just love her story. What a dear friend. And I could talk about her for half an hour. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely inspirational. And, um, awesome. Uh, even though, you know, it just, the, the story can, people can pick up a lot of things from that story, you know, the motivation, the, you know, hard times, the finding, finding a, a new perspective on life. And, you know, we take the shopping cart approach with a lot of the things that we um, listen to and read. And she definitely had a lot to offer there. So anyway, I started looking at some other Amazon, you know, expert systems um, over the next couple of months. And the most important part of of me and the silent team is that your community engendered like a really high level of trust with me. And I just kept coming back, right? I was, I would look at this, per, I would look at this course or look at this, you know, uh, way of, of doing Amazon. And I just kept gravitating back and just, I don't know if you know it or not, or if people tell you this, but you, you do engender a high level of trust. And that's what ultimately brought me to, to the, my silent team. And I ended up buying pack, I think it was October or November of 2018. And uh, then, of course, like I hear a lot of people say, I became overwhelmed with the <laughs> sheer amount of information in there. And I was I had a little bit of uh, analysis paralysis. But um, I ended up going back to the basics for me. And the basics include like fostering a positive mental attitude, um, practicing gratitude, dreaming big, and, and taking some calculated risks. And the one thing that I really bought in with what you talk about and what's in the Improving Amazon course is inch deep, mile wide. I knew I wasn't going to get too hurt, unlike the real estate uh, adventure that we had, where you know, you're know you really deep in, in a few things. This opportunity allows us to stretch and identify some good opportunities without really getting burned. That's right. Inch deep, mile wide. We say that all around here all the time. And inevitably, when we say it, maybe I should take just a moment to explain what that means Mm -hmm. uh, because some people may not get the visual, especially those uh, maybe outside the United States are like inch and a mile. What's that? Wait, (laughs) we're the only ones that use those crazy terms. Uh, Basically it's spreading your risk across several different products. We don't teach our new students to go out and find that one perfect product. There's a lot of courses out there. You can pay thousands of dollars. They're going to sell you a bunch of tools and they're going to teach you how to do this fancy research and identify that one magic product that you can go buy you know, 10,000 units of and put them in your garage. And then step two, we're going to teach you how to sell it. And that's going to be awesome too. But the problem is <laughs> usually doesn't work out. Step two usually ends up with your wife telling you to get that out of your garage now because it's been, <laughs> it's been a year and a half. 
Um, that's the that's the reality of step two. I talked to someone just this morning. That was their reality from taking one of those big expensive courses and yeah. those big pricey monthly tools that told them this is a winner. Instead, we do the inch deep, mile wide, which means buy two or three of this item, two or three of that item, five or six of that item. Now, yeah. we're teaching you how to test as you go. You're not guessing. You're not just randomly pulling items off of a shelf somewhere. We right. teach you how to identify really great products and you test a few at a time. And if they sell fast and you make money, well, then you go get more. And it's a pretty simple strategy that works really well. And you guys are doing extremely well with this inch deep, meaning we're not committing very far to anything, mile wide, meaning it's a wide stretch of different products that we're listing on Amazon. And if we lose money on two or three items because it doesn't work out, uh, we lower the price, we liquidate, we take a little hit. But the winners, we go deeper on. That's the inch deep, mile wide strategy. It's, it's key. And to my knowledge, we're the only ones that teach that as a starting point for some reason. Uh, it's just, it's not that, I don't know, big flashy buy a car next month kind of strategy that people get excited about with the other courses. But the reality yeah. is we have way more success stories than anyone as a result of our slow and steady, which is a biblical approach. Wealth gained hastily ends poorly. That's a biblical concept. Slow and steady wealth, that's what you want to be doing. So, all right, I took up enough time explaining that. Let's get back to the awesome story, guys. <laughs> well, you know, uh, in uh, 20, actually, I think it was fall of 2017, we had, we had bought a house that was kind of like our, our dream home. It wasn't a mansion or anything, but it had everything that we'd been looking for in a home for a long time mm -hmm. um, in terms of the layout, the neighborhood, the location. I mean, everything about this yeah, was, was perfect for us. And, and as, as sad as it might sound, we decided to sell that house and move closer to my job. We, and we downsized from this nice large house to a two-bedroom apartment. And for me, I was out to remove as many distractions as I could because I knew what I wanted to focus on building this business. And I didn't want you know to be weighed down by taking care of the yard or doing stuff around the house or whatever. And uh, even though I'd added a, a two, a now a two to three hour uh, daily commute for Robin, she was 100% supportive. And, and interestingly, uh, Robin was not with me on the Amazon journey at that time. Um, she was fully supportive. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. She was, yeah. Uh, but she had her own thing going on. She was uh, working on her career. She was trying to get her master's degree wrapped up. We knew, we actually thought that she would, uh, we moved from Colorado Springs to Denver. And we thought, well, she's going to find a new role up in Denver. And so the, the commute that she had would be temporary. So, that was kind of what was going on in terms of I was kind of doing this on my own and Robin was still doing her thing. So in April, I committed to the coaching program and you know, Jim, like the interview process that you have for that. So both of us had to be on the phone and, and, mm -hmm. and they had to get buy off that even though Robin wasn't going to participate, that she was still supportive and everything. And I love that we do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Involved, we asked them, hey, what was your impression, Robin? I'm just curious. Uh, oh. We had that call. Yeah, I was impressed with the whole system. Brian had told me a lot about, about what he was thinking and what he was going to do. Of course, like he said, I was working on, you know, some career building and things of, of my own that I had started. But, you know, Brian and I have always been completely and totally supportive of each other in our, in our ventures and, um, you know, uh, cheering each other on always, all the time. So, yeah, totally happy that, I didn't get a surprise that I didn't know what was going on. So that was nice. And, you know, we knew what kind of money we were going to commit to putting into it, which wasn't very much. We didn't have very much, but it was, um, 
I was happy. <laughs> I was yeah. happy for it. To, well, to I'm, I'm glad you signed off on yeah. the idea because it has turned out very well for you guys. It has. <laughs> yeah. How, I'm curious. How long have you guys been married? I'm curious. You just, you seem, you just like two peas in a pod, man. Well, so um, just before uh, I signed up for coaching, we were on our 20, on a cruise celebrating our 25 year anniversary. Yes. Oh, so, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So 26 years this year and uh, still going strong. Yeah. That's fantastic, guys. I love it. Yeah. All right. So you signed up for coaching and we'll stick a link in the show notes. If you're watching okay. on video or if you're listening on audio, silentgym.com is the only website you need, guys. And I'll have a link in there to our coaching program, as well as anything else we've talked about. Brian mentioned the pack, which of course is our proven Amazon course found only at provenamazoncourse.com. That's the course they started with. They jumped into our coaching and let's pick back up from there. You guys said, hey, let's go. Let's do the coaching thing. Keep the story rolling. Yeah, well, I knew that I was not going to, I wanted to remove all distractions and I wanted this to be, you know, 100% success because I had tried a number of things, right? And I was tired of trying, you know, try not. There's no try, only do, right? As (laughs) Yoda Yoda would say. So uh, (laughs) um, I didn't want to give myself any other options. So that was kind of the background. And we started with uh, RA, so uh, retail arbitrage and online arbitrage um, with our coach. And so in April of 2018, I had my first session about how to do like sourcing, reverse sourcing and stuff like that. And um, I think we sold 1700 bucks roughly about that first month. And I remember posting, I was so stoked. I was like, wow, I sold this thing and I sold that thing. I mean, you know, $1,700 wasn't like a ton, but it really was proof of concept for me. But I still didn't really get it. Like I had a session or two and the, and the whole, the concept of sourcing product was a little bit beyond me. And um, I had found like a, like a daily hot list that I subscribed to. And I was kind of supplementing what I wasn't finding with the items off of this hot list. And uh, not surprisingly, the next month, our, our sales tanked a little bit. I mean, not tanked, but you know, we, we uh, dropped off a little bit to around 1600 And I was still kind of struggling with this. And I was a little frustrated, right? Because I would buy a product that looked really good. And then uh, by the time my inventory got into the warehouse, there were like 24 other people on the listing and the price went down and I wasn't making any money. And so I would sell to get my cash back because I, in the meantime, I, maybe I found something that was a little bit better, right? Um, so I had another session or two with my coach and like, she, I think she was a little frustrated with me. She's like, you don't understand. Like you need to spend a few hours each day on this because if you're just like spending 15 minutes here and 20 minutes there, it's not going to work out because a lot of people just spend all day doing this and you're competing against them. And I was like, oh, okay. So that was kind of a, a, a little eye opener. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to start going through this, like to use a coding analogy, like line by line, right? I'm going to, and I'm going to mark off each line, whether it was a winner or a loser, um, whether I was going by category, whether I was going by brand. And I started to really build some confidence. And I remember writing in my journal on June 21st, uh, I wrote a vision of what the future was going to look like. And it said, it told a little story. It was like a paragraph. And it basically said, hey, I can't believe we sold $50,000 this month. And we did it in less than a year after starting out in this business. And I really felt like I had a lot of momentum going my way. And then the universe decided to test me. Because on July 1st, a week ago, uh, a year ago this week, Robin had a stroke, a hemorrhagic stroke. Yes, I did. Wow. Robin, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. How are you recovering? It's been a year and uh, it's been a recovery, but I was very, very fortunate that it it wasn't, any more 
serious or impactful that it was. We just, you know, I woke up one morning and my left side leg and arm didn't work. Um, I woke Brian up and he, uh, apparently I wasn't talking right, although I didn't realize it. Mm. So we decided to go over to the emergency room. And then uh, we spent the next few days in intensive care unit because I had my uh, brain was bleeding. So come to find out during that time in intensive care, they found out that every time I fall asleep, my blood pressure would go way up and my, uh, I would uh, not get enough oxygen. So come to find out the stroke itself was caused by sleep apnea where I would stop breathing and then my brain couldn't get enough oxygen. So my heart would pump hard to get enough oxygen up there. And all I have to say about that is sleep apnea is, is no joke. <laughs> it's wow. serious. But I am so, very, very, very fortunate. That's, you, you look great. You seem to have recovered well. But wow, what little uh, PSA for sleep apnea today. Right. Like, yeah. take, it, take it seriously, right, guys? Wow, okay. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I'm so glad that you're recovering. And Thank you. Thanks, Jim. We appreciate it. I got to think that, that that the flexibility of the lifestyle has kind of played into you being available to help her on this road to recovery. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you don't have to be gone 14 hours a day. Right. 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 You can be together. That's, that has to make a difference in the re- recovery from something like this. And Brian went through that, all of that with me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, when something like that happens, you know, it's, it's like full stop. Your world gets very small. We, you know, as small as that little ICU room is, and like nothing else matters. That's your world. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just the two of us. And it was, it was kind of an eye opener. And, you know, it wasn't over when, when we left there and Robin started her recovery. It was, it was a long process. Yeah. Um, in terms of when we left the hospital, we knew what the diagnosis was. We knew what the treatment was and we knew what the prognosis was. And the doctor who Robin was going to work with when she got out, gave her, her his uh, cell phone number and said, call me, we're going to get this fixed. And, and I think we were both under the impression that within, you know, a week or two that, you know, she would have a sleep study and get the machine and do all the stuff. And in reality, it took like four months for that to happen. All the wow. while, she's still experiencing the sleep apnea and, and uh, it was frustrating. It was scary, and, frustrating. But one, if anything about that experience and this business showed me that we want to be in absolutely 100% control of the situation. And as great as the healthcare system is here in the United States, it's still, it's not perfect. You get hung up in certain things. Like I remember one time she was supposed to go get, she was scheduled to get her sleep study. And um, the day of the, the facility called her and said, oh, sorry, you know, we don't take your insurance. So you're out. And that was frustrating. And we, I think we both realized right then that we wanted to be in control of that. And we didn't want any decisions being made for us based on what our insurance was. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. 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 We so, want to just write a check and do what needs to be done. Yeah. It, financial freedom. It, yep. it, there's a lot of challenges to writing a check. Right. Right. And so that was a real motivation for me as, as Robin came home and started her recovery. I was able to squeeze in some sourcing time. Again, didn't tear anything up really. We were pretty flat in terms of sales around 1600. But in August, I really started to get a, a handle on this and feel like I was getting some momentum on the, or what I call organic sourcing, right? Which is fight, you find it yourself, then come from a list and, you know, you didn't find it from someone else's store necessarily. You just right. found it on your own. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the buy lists. Right. Right. Yeah. In, in my career of being an e commerce guy, I've seen probably 50 buy this lists. Like you can yeah. subscribe and you get it in your email and you get your monthly list or whatever. 
I've seen one that held its own for a significant period of time. And even that one, I don't mention it because a few more people using it and suddenly it's no good either. Yeah. Learning to find stuff on your own is the way to go because those lists get passed around. There's people who will subscribe to 10 lists and compile randomly items from those lists and create their own lists. So, and like, yeah. Just rehashed, recycled. It can be a, a decent way for the first couple of weeks to maybe get some ideas on what other people think is selling well, but yeah. it's not a long-term play. So yeah, yeah, organic, I love that word. Learning how to do it yourself, basically, you know, pulling up the bootstraps and saying, I'm going to dive in. That's the way to do it. Well, and just to be clear, my coach did not suggest that I, that I get the hot list, right? It would surprise me if they had, yeah. because they've yeah. all heard me rant on this exact same topic. <laughs> right, right. So, so that was something I kind of did on my own as I started exploring a little bit. And, you know, I did, to be, to be honest, I did a number of things. At that time, July and August, I was like bouncing around, right? I, I know you, you talk about it a lot, but I was like, oh, I'm going to try KDP. Oh, I'm going to try bundles. Oh, I'm going to try whole, uh, wholesale. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, and uh, I remember my coach saying, you've you got to focus on something because if, if you're doing all this, you know, bouncing around, you're really going to struggle. And then, like, I, I heard uh, Oscar Matumbo's podcast and come to find out that we both have the same coach. So I circled back with my coach and I was like, hey, what am I missing here? Because he's doing a lot more sales than I am. And she was like, you're not missing anything. He's just putting time in. He's finding his skews. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Uh, and so I did start to build up a list. I had about, in August, I think I had about 60 SKUs. And I was feeling pretty confident. Um, all my SKUs were from one store, uh, Target. And then when J.R. Cagle's podcast came out, which was shortly after that, I was sitting here going, oh my gosh, he's telling all my secrets, <laughs> right? Because uh, at the time, if it wasn't a deal at Target, it wasn't a deal for me because I didn't shop Walmart or discount stores or, you know, I mean, other than Target, really. So I basically sourced all my stuff at Target and it helped that we had one just like two minutes from the house. We kind of tease him now. He says, I wouldn't go to Walmart to save money, but I'd go to Walmart to make money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love it, Robin. It's, It's great hitting the store. And kind of having a goal of, I want to make at least as much money as I'm about to spend before I come out of here too, isn't it? So exactly. Kind of the fun way to, to think of this business at times. Yep. Yep. So uh, September was fast approaching and I, I was already signed up for the Proven Conference, had my VIP pass and all that good stuff. And I was really excited. I mean, I, at this point, I was really starting to feel good about how things were going. But the challenge was I also had two day job trips earlier that month. So I was basically gone for the first three weeks of September. So um, not only was I leaving Rob behind in a situation that wasn't ideal yet, because we were still struggling at that point to get all the the, uh, treatment that she needed, but I spent as much time as I could in August just stuffing that FBA pipeline full of of all my new, you know, 60 deals that I found. And uh, I was just really excited. And of course, I get to the conference and I'm there a day early and uh, I I go in like whatever day it was, uh, Tuesday, I think, afternoon, and to pick up my you know, lanyard and, and all that good stuff. And like one of the first people I see is Oscar. And so I awesome. walked up to him. Yeah. And I shook his hand and we met in person. Like we'd met on Facebook before the, before the conference, but it was actually great to meet him in person. But before long, and you remember this, there was like a crowd of people around Oscar. <laughs> and so I kind of like, you know, backed out of that. And I ended up uh, chatting with another guy who um, I still talk with all the time today, uh, Adam Wilson who um, super nice guy. We kind of hit it off. We ended up going out to dinner and chatting about our businesses and stuff. Uh, he introduced me to Jason Golden, who was already there as well. 
And um, to this day, I actually have a mastermind group with Adam and Jason and Lori, Brian and uh, John. And the coolest part, I mean, we people often say like the the networking is is where it's at when it comes to the um, to the proven conference, or I can't remember what it was called before that. Uh, CES. CES. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's true. I mean, I got a lot out of all the sessions as well. And I was calling Robin all the time, like, oh my gosh, you would not believe this, this I just learned, or this person I just met, or whatever. But meeting these people and having a relationship with them after we left kind of allowed me to bring that excitement and, and rekindle that every month or every couple of weeks with these folks. And so I will absolutely support that uh, the networking component of the proven conference is worth it. Absolutely. That, I mean, we, I'm not in denial that the fact of the matter is when we all get together, it's not who's on stage. That's pretty irrelevant at the end of the day in the final analysis. It's the people sitting in the chairs, yep. getting relationships with them. And the nice thing is you don't have to wait for a live event to do that. It's still up in the air whether we're going to be able to do our event here in 2020 as we're in July right now recording this and it's coming up in October. And are we going to be allowed to gather or not? We don't know. Theprovenconference.com is the website. We'll stick it in the show notes too. Uh, if we can't gather, your ticket's good for our 2021 event, which is July 2021 in Tampa. And we're going to have an awesome virtual event at a minimum where we can at least put some of these great stories. We'll probably take several days, a few hours at a time and record all of it for all the ticket holders. At least gather virtually and deliver some of the latest cutting edge stuff that's happening in our community, the content and such. But we're going to do one way or the other. We, will going to, we are going to do something in October of 2020, but we just aren't sure what yet based on you know, how the world changes. And, but yeah, thanks for mentioning that. Those, they've been some, just the most incredible events. And every time people walk away saying, man, it's, it's the relationships. It's the people in the room. Finally, someone that doesn't look at me like I'm crazy when I say I sell on Amazon. Instead, they've got ideas for right. it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I learned a ton there. And like I said, I was calling Robin all the time, but I do want to bring up two things that, um, that came to light while I was there. Number one, after like the informal sort of networking, there was some formal networking. And when I say formal, it's like there were some scheduled times for that. But then there was also some time when people were just sort of like killing time uh, and they were hanging out. And I don't say killing time because it was still productive, but um, they were hanging out in the cafeteria area. And I was sitting at the table with JR and a couple of guys that he knows, and they're all talking about their repricer. And I was like, repricer? What's a repricer? And so I got the skinny on that. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. So I went back uh, to the hotel room that night and researched a couple of options and, and got a trial on one and turned it on. And I mean, it was like an instant difference uh, in terms of the velocity of things that I was selling. And some things were selling for maybe a little less than I targeted. Others were selling for a little more than I targeted. And it ended up being a really awesome deal. The second thing that I wanted to bring up, because I've heard you mention it before, is payability. I'm a payability guy. And I signed up while I was at the conference. And it made a huge uh, difference in our business in terms of being able to buy product consistently and, and just get things sent in. I mean, it, without payability, it would be, we'd be challenged to send in two or three shipments a week, right? At that time, because of payability, and it does come at a cost, I'll, I'll admit, we were able to just go shopping virtually every day and send in two or three shipments a week. And we ended up having for us what we thought was a phenomenal Q4 because of that. Those two things, actually. Fantastic. Uh, yes, yeah, so you, you researched repricers. And I've heard good things about pretty much all the repricers out there, except the one that Amazon provides. 
<laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Don't use that one. Yeah, no, we don't use that one. The rest of them are good because they'll adjust your price up when it needs to, as well as down when it needs exactly. to. And uh, yeah. Amazon's, I don't think, does that. Uh, last I heard. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned Payability, a great sponsor of this community. Thanks for giving them a shout out. We sure appreciate them. They've made a lot of our live events possible and a great partner past few years. That just allows you to get your money out sooner rather than waiting on Amazon to send you a check. If Amazon owes you money, they'll go ahead and send you some of it now. It's almost like a uh, one of those payday loan services without the without the insane interest rates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get you your money faster, basically. Right. So you can keep turning. So you can have a, a slow and steady workload instead of a spike each time Amazon sends you a check, right? It allows you to steady things out uh, for those who are in a position where that's important. The cash flow is needs to be steady. Yeah, yeah thanks for mentioning them. You bet. Yeah, good tips for sure. So uh, I was so excited. I was calling Robin all the time. And as things, the sales started to pick up, I remember telling her like, geez, I think we're going to almost triple what, what we did uh, in July in terms of sales. And Robin said to me at that point, I want in. I want in. Yeah. <laughs> she was ready to get in. Now, what point in time was this? So this was uh, upon return from the Proven Conference. So late September. Ah, that won you over. All of our... Um the way we looked at life had really changed and all of my goals and things that I thought that I was going to do and building my career and everything, the way I looked at that had all changed. And Brian was so excited and everything was working out well. And then, yeah, I knew that we, together, we could do a lot of good things. So, Well, I knew as, oh, as, awesome. as soon as she committed, I, I knew we were about to get on a rocket ship because Robin is- Synergy effect, right? One plus one equals five now. Even more than that, it's really like one plus two equals like 10 because when she gets going on something, yes, when she gets going on something, she will break it down into a science and then, and just, she's awesome at it. And so I remember getting back and I was showing her how to source. So I'm basically teaching her what my coach taught me along with the little things that I've learned along the way, or maybe were applicable to the, to the deals that I've found. And she got going on that. What were the parameters I was telling you? You told me to find things that were a minimum of 40% ROI, a minimum of $5 per sale, and, and sold five a minimum of five times a month. Right. So I kind of laid out this, which is basically what my coach did for me, and said, and here's some examples, which my coach is, wasn't able to do for me, you know, specifically. They don't give you uh, just a, a thing for the coaching program. They're not going to just because you sign up for coaching, they're not going to give you a list of, of products, right? No, we don't spoon feed anyone it, because as soon as you do that, it becomes useless the next day. Right, right. Yeah. And so I was able to do that. These were deals that were already found that were already in our inventory, right? So, so she was able to sort of reverse engineer that and see um, how that worked. So mm-hmm. at that point in time, we really started this five-month period of what I've heard you say before, intense focused effort. And it was October, November, uh, December, January, February. And we were just sourcing left and right. And and once Robin got the hang of it, I was really impressed. And I was like, you know what? Like, uh, if you are able to find like eight SKUs a day, pretty sure you don't have to go back to work. Um, Because at that point, she was debating about whether she was going to find a new job in Denver or keep her old one in Colorado Springs and whatever. And I was like, you know, if if this, if we, if we can find this kind of SKU, uh, this quantity of SKUs, then I don't think you need to go back to work. Well, I mean, just give Robin a challenge and she'll knock it out of the park. And that's exactly what she did. And we would sit down every morning and write in our journals, like uh, what our previous day sales was and what our month to date sales was and um, how many SKUs Robin found. 
and we just started this this synergy like you were talking about. And we we just, still do that today. We did that this morning. Yeah, we still every do day. that every day. Yeah. But see, here's where Robin, uh, let me just add some some context to the story here. Where early on, where I was saying like, if it wasn't a deal at Target, it wasn't a deal for me. Robin was able to actually figure out where all these deals could actually be sourced, and whether it was uh, Walmart or whatever the store is, right? But she found that a lot of opportunities in some regional stores out in the Midwest that we don't have here in Colorado. Well, it just so happens that we have family um, in the Midwest. And so we actually scheduled, uh, put some feelers out uh, and just to our niece to see if she might be interested in doing some, some you know, kind of part-time work for us. She's a stay-at-home mom of two, homeschools her kids, very sharp, could, you know, do whatever she wanted to in the corporate world, but, cho- you know, chooses to stay at home. And she was receptive. And so we booked a trip out to Cincinnati. And uh, we spent four days out there with Robin's brother and her sister-in-law and our niece. And just, we actually spent pretty much three and a half days of shopping, prepping, and shipping while we were there. And we just, I remember sitting on the plane, we were like, uh, Robin was like, well, when, you know, when should we kind of, you know, tell my brother exactly what we're doing? You know, I didn't want him to think that we were getting getting his daughter into some, you know, shady thing or anything, <laughs> you know, I wanted to make sure he understood what we were, what we were about. So, which of course, expect, but. Hey, this is Jim. Sorry to interrupt this fantastic episode, but I wanted to alert you very quickly before we jump back to the show about today's sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Legends Group. That is a small group of sellers who gather primarily on Facebook, but also live at a couple events per year and talk about how to source products successfully to sell on Amazon. They specialize in retail arbitrage and online arbitrage strategies. If you want to check them out and find out more about them, there's only one link to use. That's provenamazoncourse.com slash legends. Again, provenamazoncourse.com slash legends. Go ahead and check them out. It is a phenomenal group. You can drop out anytime you want, but I think you're going to love the regular trainings, the positive atmosphere. It's like a big family. And if you want to hang out with other people who are doing creative things, sourcing retail and online arbitrage style for Amazon, that is where you want to be. Hey, let's jump back into the show now. Yeah, because it can be difficult to explain to people. You say, I, I sell on Amazon, I, I do retail flips or you know, building a brand or whatever it is. It's just such foreign territory to the average person you encounter. Yeah. Even fan, close friends, like you do, you do what? Now? Right, right. So I said, well, you know, let's go out to dinner and, you know, kind of break the ice a little bit. We hadn't seen them in a long time. And uh, it was just, we wanted to catch up. So they picked us up from the airport and the airport's on the southwest side of the city and they live on outside of the northeast part of town. So we had about a 90 minute drive and we're not five minutes into the, into the car. And Robin's like, do you want to know what we're doing? Do you want to know what we're doing? <laughs> Cause like the excitement was just boiling over. Right. And her brother was like, of course, you know, tell us what you're doing. And so we just like vomited all over them for like 90 minutes of everything. And they got excited too. So like I said, we did uh, three and a half days of shopping. We went to all the regional stores. We went to the, the regular stores too, the Walmarts and, and the Targets and all these places. And we would have some fun with it sometimes. Like we'd walk into a, 
a Meyer, let's say, and I would say, okay, if you can find, we actually showed people how to do sourcing, like a light version of sourcing. And mm-hmm. we're like, okay, if you can find a deal and, and I can validate it here on my phone, I'll give you 20 bucks for the SKU. And I think I paid out like 140 bucks that, that <laughs> we had a weekend, ball. Right? Had um, a ball. And everyone just was, it was so much fun. We had a blast. Uh, her brother and sister-in-law set up their own Amazon seller's account before we left. Mm-hmm. And we hit, we broke $10,000 in sales while, while we were we there. there. Yeah. Um, it was just so cool. And we ended up closing out the month at like 12,000 and we were stoked, like just, just on fire. Right. And, uh, and Q4 for us hadn't even really started yet. At least I didn't think so until November, we started to see, some of the Q4 phenomenon, at least I thought that's what it was. And we were doing, in addition to our standard like replens stuff. And by the way, my coach was teaching me replens before there was a replens coach and before I heard of replens. I wasn't a member of Legends at that time. So it could have been, you know, standard verbiage in some groups, but I didn't know what it was. She just said, buy things that you can send in every month. And I was like, okay, well. And so that turned out to be replens. In, in addition to those standard SKUs, we were sourcing a ton of like seasonal sundries and, and uh, groceries or candy, you know, whatever. In Q4, uh, all the Christmas stuff is just, there's a ton of opportunity. And we were shopping, prepping, and shipping every day. Every day. And I remember kind of whining to my coach. I'm like, geez, if we're going to hit our goal of $48,000 in sales in December, I think we might be dead because it is so much work, right? <laughs> And I remember her going, are you kidding me? Like people would die for a $10,000 a month Amazon business. And so, you know, it kind of gave us some perspective and, and uh, we closed out, you know, November with just over 21,000 in sales. And December was a little bit different. I think it was learning curve our first time around in Q4, where we got most of our stuff in before like the cutoff, right? They, they want you to get all your, your Q4 stuff in before like December 4th or something. And we had done that. And then we started getting emails from Amazon and said like, okay, stop sending stuff, right? Like we're overwhelmed. And, but I would see in the Facebook group, the people were like, yeah, don't, don't stop. Because if you do, then you're going to have a slump, right? In the end of December and January and stuff like that. So keep sending your stuff. So we were doing that, but most of it was just like getting put to the side, right? Um, because it wasn't a, it wasn't a priority, like a, a toy or whatever, because we, we don't sell toys really. So and then we didn't expect that really quiet period there at the end of the month between uh, Christmas Eve and the 2nd of, of January. And so we only ended up selling like 29,000 in December. And then Aww, we were like, for well, us. We <laughs> only well 29,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were, so, we were still so excited. Yeah. Yeah. What an exciting story. Yeah. And, and so your family is, are they still doing it? I'm kind of curious. Are they, are they still? Yeah. Uh, our brother, Robin's brother and sister-in-law were like this close from $10,000 in June. I mean, yeah. they're right there knocking on the door. Just last month. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, and our niece is, she's not really interested in doing her, this business on her own. Um, she wants, she's just, she doesn't want the responsibility, the risk and the hassle of all it. She just likes to go shop. So she shops, mm-hmm. she preps, she says we pay her by the piece. She's um, good at it. Yeah, she's really good at it. Very she's efficient. She's way better at it oh. than, than either of us. She tells us stuff all the time. Yeah. So uh, it's just been phenomenal. And and she's sending inventory into your account. Then. Correct. Right. From the Midwest. Right. Correct. Yes. That's so, a great arrangement. Yeah. I want people to make sure they grasp what you're... It doesn't have to be someone who shows up at your house every day. Exactly. Once you understand the concepts in the Proven Amazon course and you can find profitable products, you could have people in different places of the country 
doing shopping for you, sending the stuff into Amazon for you. You never touch or see it. You guys, I'm noticing something about the background in your house right there. You don't have boxes everywhere. <laughs> no, well, not now. Of course, you know, um, when the whole COVID thing started uh, in oh, yeah. mid-March, it was the, the beginning of the pivot point, right? So I remember pretty clearly we were visiting kids and grandkids down in the southern part of the state. And on the way back home, we uh, stopped at a Walmart, which was not unusual. I mean, we like to hit Walmarts around different parts of the state. And we walked in and there were uh, a lot of the aisles were wiped out. And, you know, I'd seen pictures of this, like in areas that maybe get hit by hurricanes or, you know, massive snowstorms or whatever. And we do live in the mountains and, you know, we get a lot of snowstorms, but in, in the town that I grew up in, that kind of stuff didn't happen. People weren't like panic. They didn't ever panic about this kind of stuff. But when COVID came around, like the toilet, obviously the things everyone knows now, right? Like the toilet paper aisle was cleaned out. The rice aisle was cleaned out. The cleaning supply aisle was cleaned out. It was all cleaned out. And well, we didn't know what was what was happening that day. Yeah, I mean, this is still mid-March. And so I was still kind of like, yeah, this is not going to stick, right? But uh, we noticed something when we got home from that trip. It's not unusual for us to be out of stock on stuff, Jim, because we still, I mean, the, the things that we found uh, that sell really well for us, it's hard to get enough of them. So we, well, you know, we'll send in a shipment and we'll back it up with another shipment of that stuff. And even if we buy it every week, we're almost always really low in terms of uh, inventory. So, and, and oftentimes we're out. But when we got home and we looked over our inventory list, and by this time, Robin had gotten us up to around like 800 SKUs that we could buy and, and uh, sell profitably, which is way more than we could afford. But uh, we noticed that not only were we out of stock on a lot of things, but Amazon was completely out of stock on a lot of things. And so we saw an opportunity to kind of pivot, to do some merchant fulfill and uh, strike while the iron's hot, right? So this, we could buy this and we could put it in a box and we could send it in and then it might sell in two weeks, or we could buy it today and sell it today. And that's kind of what we started doing with the merchant fulfill. And ship it yourself. That's what merchant fulfill is. And that's where we heard the stories and we're still hearing these stories. Online shopping, especially specifically for groceries in the US, but for, for virtually everything else, basically doubled in the past 90, 100 days. So many people who didn't shop online before are now, and they're going to Amazon. So you can literally be in a scenario where if you're willing to merchant fulfill, which means ship it yourself, like the good old days of eBay, everybody shipped everything themselves, right? It's a lot of work. You can be in the checkout line listing products that you haven't paid for yet on Amazon, and they're selling before you've even paid for them. (laughs) So you go out to your car and take them home and ship them right then. And it was a bonanza. And it still is for so many of the hottest products. Anything in the essentials categories and the cleaning and um, even toys and games and, you know, things that people are doing together as families, there's this hot products everywhere right now. It's it's such an incredible time. And and then we're leading into, as we're recording this, it's July of 2020. We're leading into the fourth quarter. Our Q4 groups are going to be insane this year because the whole world is going to shop online this year for Christmas. Yeah, I've, there's a new thing going on with keepographs right now. And, and that is like, you'll see like the normal sort of drops in there. And then it goes down and it's like this, right? I don't know if, you, if I can see my hands, right? It just goes down and then it stays down here. And right. it's, I'm seeing this with a lot of products that, you know, they sold okay, you know, before, but now they're just like staying pegged in a very uh, low BSR area. So, yeah, they're selling consistently. Yeah rapidly. Yeah. It used to be something that people bought. I mean, the way I interpret that graph that you just described is it's something that people 
typically bought off the shelf at a retail store. Now they're only buying it online. Exactly. Yeah. So by the time April comes around, we are just doing MF like mad, like mad people. It was crazy. Like we would go to the store like every day in some cases and we would buy all the stuff because you mentioned it before, like the phenomenon of the shelves being emptied out is a, it's a localized thing, right? Mm -hmm. So um, in your neck of the woods, like people weren't panicking and clearing the shelves necessarily of, uh, of maybe other than the standard things, but in other parts of the country, everything was wiped out. And so for us, um, there were still, most things were in stock. And so we just kept buying and we'd bring it home and we'd list it. And I remember one shopping trip in particular, we bought, like it was our biggest, we started, had so much confidence now that we were going to sell. We bought so much stuff. We brought it home and we unpacked it and it was on the, the, the table right behind us and on the, on the kitchen counter, everywhere. <laughs> stacked up, right? Stacked up to here. And we said, all right, we took account of everything and now let's list it. And we listed it like for the next hour. And then, you know, when you're selling things merchant fulfilled, your Amazon app lets you know with a cha-ching noise. And there was cha-chings all night. And and we spent, it, it, it was great until we got a little cranky with each other, having to pack up like 240 MF orders. And um, so we kind of learned That's a lesson a there, right? In that we had to pace ourselves and only list a certain amount per day because you could, you could literally sell as much as you wanted to. So yeah, it's it's kind of like running through a field picking up five dollar bills. How yeah, much stamina yeah, exactly do you right. have? As your bag gets heavy and full, you still got to drag it back to the car. Yeah, you know, right. yeah. and you still got to eat and sleep. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it it's has felt like that now for for several months for many of us, and it's going to be that way for a while. If yeah. you know how to find the stuff that we teach you how to find, it's going to feel like that for a while. Because there's been a paradigm shift in how the world shops. Mm-hmm. You know, online shopping was this nice, steady upward trend over the past 12 years. And all of a sudden, we just went, plunk, it took a jump. Yep. And it's this shock effect that's rippling through the economy. Who's winning? Well, Jeff Bezos become the yeah. first you know, trillionaire, whatever it is, right? right? And all these e-commerce sellers who know how to find retail product and sell it, and it doesn't have to be just Amazon. E- eBay's up. Yep. You know, uh, all the online selling site, sh- sites are up. But Amazon is taking the bulk of it. They're still half of all e-commerce, especially in the United States. And anyone in the world could be doing this, by the way. That right. concept we talked about earlier where you've got your niece, you know, a thousand miles away, sending stuff in for you. You could be in any country in the world doing the same thing. Exactly and, right. And having shoppers in the US or in Canada or in one of the other countries where Amazon is just on fire, yeah. or you could be selling it on, we have people who use the concepts for like, in, uh, I've got a guy who's going to be on the podcast soon. He lives in South Africa and there's a website there. That's kind of the equivalent of Amazon in South Africa. Well, he uses the concepts from the proven Amazon course on finding repeat sellable products and sells them on that. And he's doing phenomenal. That's, that's great. That's great. Well, so we're getting close to the end here. I'm about to wrap it up. And then I, I do, I know you are, you always ask, like, do you have any, you know, tips or tricks that you want to share with people? You read my mind. Yeah, I'll get to those. But real quick, I just want to say, so we ended up closing out April with almost $54,000 in sales. Over half of that was uh, merchant fulfilled stuff. And it was, I mean, stuff that we still make great money on. I think we averaged 67% return on investment on average for all those things that we did merchant fulfill. But I circled back to my journal back in June, right before Robin had a stroke, 
where I told the story, made up the story about how we were going to sell fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand, you blew it away. We did it. We did it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're so stoked. I mean, uh, right now our niece is uh, actually in the process of relocating to a different part of the country, which we're a little sad about. But uh, one of the reasons she picked her current location is because it's within twenty minutes driving distance to 20 stores that she shops at for us, like you know, Walmarts and Targets and, and, and other stores up there, right? That's so great. Right, plus plus there's some new stores where she's going to that we haven't sourced at before. And so that's just so cool. And she's got a goal. She's like, hey, I want to, you know, I want to fulfill a thousand items for you a week. And we're like, okay, well, mm. we can make that happen for you. I kind of mentioned already that Robin's brother and sister-in-law were, they're going to break 10K this month, I'm sure. And we're in the early stages of replicating our niece's efforts in the area that she's vacating, right? So we're going to like have another shop or shipper in that location. Um, we're also working with some some individuals in Colorado um, where we're at to start, start doing that same thing. Robin's uh, sister is interested in what we're doing. And if she decides to pursue this, she's going to knock it out of the park as well. And we're just, I mean, I think we're going to have a phenomenal uh, 2020 in terms of, of gross sales. And I don't know, I was thinking about, uh, so we've done 260,000 in the first six months. And I know you're always asking people about the numbers, if you're com- comfortable sharing the numbers. And I am. So that's what we've done in the first six months. Oh, Mia Culpa, by the way, Jim, that image I posted in the Facebook accidentally contained 13 months. Cause I can't, I'm not as good at math as Robin is. <laughs> that wasn't just 12 months, that post, we'll stick that a link to that post that you made in yeah. the uh, show notes today. It wasn't just 12 months. It was 13. I got yeah. you. Okay. Right. Right. But what happened was, I mean, the first month, you know, we sold 1700 bucks. So it's still that right. whole amount that I posted there, just minus 1700. It's an important month to show because it shows, right. you know, it's, it's a fairly flat line and you're like, you're learning and you're experimenting. You're playing around with your your buy lists and you gave up on those. And then finally you're like, okay, let's go find stuff based on what they're teaching us. And let's spend some time. Let's put some time in it. And then you see that graph just start popping up. And then it's this beautiful line that all adds up to what's your goal for 2020? What'd you write in your journal for 2020? Uh, 750,000 in sales in 2020. 750. Yeah. Because the fourth quarter of the year is going to be huge. Yeah. So you're, you're only halfway to, to, to 500 right now, but 750 is very realistic because those final three months could be very, very big. Well, not only that, but we're spinning up a couple of new shoppers as well. And if they are all right. as good uh, or half as good as, as uh, our niece, Jesus is going to be a pretty much a done deal, I think. So here's some lessons. Okay. And I, cause I see people making posts in the, in, in the silent team community and struggling to, to find, you know, Oh, I've, you know, I've looked for, Weeks and weeks, and I can't find any, I can't find one thing that's profitable. And I'll just tell you, I was that guy too, right? Mm-hmm. But here was, here was what I think I was doing wrong is I was pot shotting ideas. So I'd be like, oh, let me go check out uh, housewares and I'm going to look at uh, pots and pans. Oh, I couldn't find anything there. Okay, let me go over to, um, you know, grocery and see if I can find something over there. Or let me go, you know, look. And I was just bouncing around instead of just like going item by item through in each of those categories or even brand by brand in each of the, uh, the things that they sell. Um, and that was really kind of what stifled the growth early on. But once you get it, right, going line by line, uh, like, like if you're debugging code, basically, it's kind of like a stereogram picture. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. So like these things that are like 3D, but you can't, you got to let your eyes do the certain trick before you can see it. And some people, yes. they really struggle to see it, right? But once you see it, you know how to make that happen. You can do it anytime you can't you want. unsee it. Exactly. Right. So I remember Oscar saying like, oh, all I see now are deals when he was doing his podcast. 
And we're exactly the exactly. same way now. We I mean, challenge each other. It took some time, but we'll go into the store and we're like, okay, take this four foot section of, uh, of uh, stuff. Which one do you think is the deal? And 99 times out of 100, Robin picks it. She's like, this one right here. And anyway, so you have to just, it's not necessarily fun in the beginning when you're not finding deals, but you have to slow down. Yeah, mm-hmm. At least I did. I had to slow down and go line by line. Um, and once I did that, I found myself being a lot more successful. And you're not scanning barcodes. No. You're actually doing keyword. You're doing research in the Amazon app. And, and we've even had people lately saying, you don't even need the seller app. You can just use the Amazon buying app, amazon.com on your cell phone yep. and type in the brand. Like you, you, this might be a winner. You pull it out, type in the brand name, do a little search. Maybe it's not something that's on the shelf in front of you, but there's a, a different version. There's a three pack of this that you yep. can easily source. Yeah. And it's got an incredible margin behind it. So yeah. you can track that down, right? There's just all kinds of ways to do this business. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What other tips do you have for us though? Were you going to say something? There? I was going to say, that's what we did with our family when we visited Cincinnati, we kind of showed them how to use that app and, and uh, bring us things that they thought would be a good deal. So yeah. it works. So uh, some, a couple of other things here, just because something's a deal today doesn't mean it'll be a deal next week or even next month. Uh, for us, Keep is our friend. And we've sourced a lot of things um, in the 12 months that we've been doing this. Some things that we sourced 12 months ago are not a deal right now, but they were a deal last month and they might be a deal again in three months. If you find something that looks like it's going to bounce around like that, just be in it for the long term, right? I was really impatient early on. And, I, and as soon as my inventory got there, I would be like lowering my price until I sold it. But if you just hang out for a little bit, you'll probably be okay. So keep is our friend when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, it, learning to read a keepograph yep. and seeing, you know, if if there's more sellers coming on the scene, eh, that's not necessarily a good thing. If there's fewer sellers coming on the scene, yeah, hang on to that product because the price is going to go up soon. The demand yep. is going to, you know, we love to see that descending line of sellers. <laughs> that means probably price is going to go up on this thing. Hang in there. Right, so Keepa is pretty invaluable, and that's part of the training that we have in the Proven Amazon course, specifically in the Replens training. Yeah, uh, sounds like you guys have spent a lot of time studying Keepa, uh, which is a it, it is a paid tool. It's very inexpensive. Yep. We don't have an affiliate relationship with them, but man, we use a lot of their stuff. Uh, we we use their their tool quite a bit in this community because you can really find winners very well. That's really the only tool that we consistently recommend for people who are ready to get serious about Replens, exactly, and, right. and retail and online sourcing. That's the only tool you need. You might need some help with your numbers, but uh, what are the tools do you guys use? You guys use an inventory lab or, or what do you have? So yeah, today, yeah, today we're using inventory lab and we use a, uh, an on-page like estimator for profit, but it's basically a shortcut to the FBA calculator, which Amazon offers. And mm-hmm. I think you're exactly right, Jim. All you really need is Keepa. And the rest of it is available for free. It's optional. Yeah. Or free. Yeah. The rest of it is really more of a increase your efficiency uh, when, when your time is worth more than putting your uh, individual items into an Amazon uh, shipping plan, right? Uh, you, you can, you know, get a scanner and just put things in a box and it goes a lot faster that way. Or you can actually outsource the whole thing like we've done. Yes. And that's actually one of the things I want to talk about is the, the, a different perspective can make a huge different difference on your outlook. So I've seen people say, and I was one of those in the beginning too, is like, oh gosh, if I pay for a prep center, I'm not going to make any money, but I don't really want to do all the work. Well, what we found is that we found a couple of, of our most profitable SKUs can actually pay for all the prep fees for everything else for the entire month. Mm-hmm. So if you've got you know, one of your best SKUs that's like 8 or $10 a profit and you're selling it 30 times a month, 
well, that can pay for the prep for all the rest of your stuff that you're sending in. So you don't have to necessarily take a buck off or, you know, a dollar fifty or whatever it is that you're paying for your prep center off of every single item. Just know that something else is going to pay for that. And it can be one of your profitable SKUs. That's a good tip. And we'll stick a link in the show notes at silentgym.com slash podcast to our prep center network. It's a free link. There are a lot of prep centers in the United States, Canada, around the world that you can use. And just like we've talked about today, you can send your inventory there. They'll get it ready and send it into Amazon for you. So you don't have to actually fill your house up with boxes. You can do this with very limited space that way uh, and pay someone else to prep, do the prep. And, and really the only skill you need, I've been saying this a lot lately to succeed in this business, is the skill of finding profitable products. Doing that part yourself. It's the only skill you need. Everything else, you can pay someone a couple bucks to take care of. Because if you're able to find profitable products, I would argue you don't even need an Amazon account. Right. You can use someone else's. Yep. Right. You can teach people how to do this and, and, and spread, you know, get paid to do that. There's so many ways to monetize this. Once you have that basic skill, that's the key that opens the door and the possibilities are endless. And it sounds like you guys have gotten really good at it as a team. I love that. I just love that you guys work together as a team. It's so cool. Anything else on your list that you wanted to cover? I think this has been a phenomenal episode. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot, Jim. I mean, there's a, just a couple of things. Did you have one? No, say? I was just okay. tickled that he said that. Um, <laughs> oh, Robin, you're, you're awesome. I can tell who the brains of the operation is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so with uh, all the merch fulfilling we were doing, in the beginning, you know, we would get in a situation where someone would say that an item wasn't delivered to them or it wasn't what they thought it was or they, wanted, they would want a refund. And, you know, we were kind of like in the beginning, but Robin in her infinite wisdom and persistent positive mental attitude just said, you know what, let's just have a hundred percent satisfaction, guarantee, policy, whatever you want to call it. No questions asked. No questions asked. And just give the refund, right? It it doesn't, it's just consider the cost of doing business for us. And when we did that, it just made sleeping at night so much easier and we're not worried about whether someone's trying to take money from us or whatever, right? We just refund. It's, it's gone. Cause you know what? I sold three more today, so it doesn't matter. Right. The other thing, uh, a couple of things, and don't let me for, I'm not leaving without giving you some props, Jim. We have, uh, like, uh, these things that I used to struggle with early on. Like I bought, I remember buying the, this, these buckets of sidewalk chalk last year about this time. I was like, Oh, this is going to be a sweet deal. And I bought it like six of them and I shipped it in. And before my stuff even got to the warehouse, Amazon was selling for like $5 less than I could buy it for. Or uh, another one was like, oh, someone got on my listing and they're tanking the price. It seemed to happen to me early on, on every deal, right? Um, or I sent in my items and now there's like 24 people on there. I'm not going to make any money. And, and the question we just had to ask ourselves is, you know what cures that? More SKUs. More SKUs. Just yeah. go get some more SKUs. And we did that. And it makes a huge difference because then, like you mentioned earlier on, if, if one of them goes bad, bad. You can either wait on it or, you know, liquidate it and put your money in something else. But there's no sense getting wrapped around the axle for us around, uh, you know, those types of situations. They're going to come up. You can't avoid it, right? And then uh, lastly, positive mental attitude. What We say that's what's up. That's uh, what's up. I read someone said one time, do the energy work and the rest will follow. And for us, that is a quote by Napoleon Hill, which is if you can conceive it and you can believe it, you can achieve it. And, and that's what we're all about. And you are doing that blazing a trail. Um, we're right behind you. This community also does a ton of, insp- uh, makes a ton of inspiring posts. You posted one this morning from someone who's doing like $4,000 a day or something like that on replans. And that's just phenomenal. And that's what 
a lot of what keeps us going. And, and we're really thankful to be part of the community, Jim. Man, that's thank you so much. And yeah, th- this community of business building warriors is truly something special. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anywhere else online right now where you can go hang out. And it's not that everybody's winning all the time. I've certainly made my share of mistakes. Everyone on our team has. We've all bumped our heads, stubbed our toe, looked back over our shoulder with would'ves, could'ves, and should'ves. But there's so much positivity here. There's so much hope and encouragement. And people who started two months ago, and now they're putting money in the bank and they're having fun. And now they're talking about bringing dad home. And now they're talking about starting a business as a married couple. And it's just such a place of positivity. It's irreplaceable. I love this community. And uh, it is like family to me. And and the fact that you guys find encouragement and inspiration from it, uh, it does my heart good, man. It just tells me we're onto something truly awesome here. And, and I want that to continue indefinitely. It's not the gym show. I emphasize that I have for years. I want to be fully replaceable in this equation. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a book I read. I've mentioned it a couple of times, but one of the premise, uh, premise of the book was, why is it that cities tend to last for centuries? but businesses last for years at best. Cities last a long time, businesses don't. Why is that? And it came down to culture, community. It's not one person at the top making this. It's, it's, you've created a culture. You've created a community that thinks in a certain way. And I'd like to think that that's what we've built here. It's something that would continue. You know, even without me, even without some of the other key players, it's a community of people who say, let's use the internet creatively to launch and grow businesses and let's support each other as we do that. That's something pretty special. And we've been doing it a long time. So thanks for giving some props uh, to the community and, and thank you for the encouragement. I appreciate that. You bet, you bet. Hmm. Well, this has been a cool episode for me. Uh, a very refreshing way to end the week. We're recording this on a Friday. I, this is a great way to end the week and uh, I hope the listeners feel encouraged as well. Our guests made a lot of references to a lot of really cool resources and tools. We'll stick all those links in the show notes at silentgym.com slash podcast. I think probably the most important resource is just the free Facebook group. Yep. That's where they hang out. That's where they made their posts that got our attention. And that's what I would encourage listeners to jump over and do that. Uh, but I'm going to wrap this episode up by just saying, hey, God bless all the business building warriors out there doing their thing in the battle. We're in your corner. There's good people in our community who are here to support you and encourage you. Whatever stumbling block you're hitting, maybe you haven't even gotten started yet. The best thing to do is to get into our free Facebook group. If you're ready to spend just a little bit of cash, jump into our proven Amazon course and get going. We'll step you through the process. Maybe you'll be a success story on our podcast at some point. So thank you guys for being on the show today. Thank you to the listeners for hanging out with us today. We'll have another episode like this again for you guys real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentGym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.